My Dumb Friends listeners. Wanted to make a quick announcement at the beginning of this episode to tell you about our friend Kemda. Kemda was a guest on our show in episode 36. Please check it out in our back catalog. Kemda is the co-host of the award-winning podcast, Keith and the Girl. She's also the host and creator of the podcast, What's My Name? She's written several books about podcasting and comedy, and she's provided so many opportunities for performers and comedians like our hosts, uh, Dan and Sean. And uh, we got news of Kemda being very sick. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer and had um, uh, a very challenging surgery. Um, and she needs some help from us. Uh, and we would like to help her. And we were doing that by telling you how to help her. She has a fundraising page where you can get an update on on how she's doing. It's at youcaring.com, Y-O-U-C-A-R-I-N-G.com. There's a search box in there for fundraisers. And just type Kemda in, in there, and that's spelled C-H-E-M-D-A. Uh, that's her name, Kemda. And if you could just donate a few bucks to help out with her uh, medical expenses, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it because she has done so much uh, to help uh, our guys and to help comedians um, from from all over the country and beyond. And um, please, please go to youcaring.com, type in Kemda, C-H-E-M, D-A, and just please give a few bucks. It all adds up. Uh, you know, share the donation page. It would it would uh, really help this cause. And we are hoping for a quick recovery for Kemda and to hear uh, hear her again and and so much more from her. So um, thanks for for listening. We're going to go right into this episode. Um, with a uh, one of our compatriots from All Things Comedy. Uh, it's Jay Larson, and he's a creator and co-host of the Crab Feast podcast over on All Things Comedy. We're so excited to have him on the show. Uh, also wanted to announce real quick that Crab Feast is touring the country, and you can go see them uh, performing live uh, Jay Larson and Ryan Sickler. So go to thecrabfeast.com and check out their dates. They're performing all over the country. Uh, we'll have some more, more announcements right after the show. So let's get it going. Hey, everybody. We're here uh, with one of my favorite comedians, Jay Larson. And I want to say this even before we start the interview. I just saw Jay in a movie called The Invitation. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix right now. It's streaming, right? It is a legitimately great horror movie. And Jay's awesome in it. And you would, like, he's funny in it, but it's not like, it, that's not, you know, it doesn't matter for the role. Can you say what he plays in it? He, I mean, he just plays a dude, he just plays a guy at a dinner party, but please watch. That's the whole cast. I mean, that's the whole cast is, is this group <laughs> at a dinner party. Watch it. Jay's awesome in it. Um, and we're lucky to have Jay today because he's one of the best storytellers in comedy. Thank you so much. I'm and, glad to be here. You know, what's funny is. Off mic, I just heard Dan talking shit about someone, so I don't know if he's just saying that I, he really liked me this movie or <laughs> you talk. First off, but Jay, Dan also Jay, seems you like, talk shit about the same fucking person, and I didn't as know. soon as I said it. I know and you were worse because the criticism I had was, I was small, worse. and you had a bigger criticism. So this don't is, fucking give crazy. me this shit. Now, I'm now, always Dan, crucified first by every now, single Dan, person. What? Well, no, I swear to God, like I literally, I know what Jay's talking about. We can't talk about it. I said this person sucked yeah. in one thing, and then Jay was like, "Oh, well, this person sucks in the main thing that he does." So like I, I did say that. So I'm like, just saying. So let's not pretend that I'm the fucking problem, guys. I'm not. Is this every week? Is this every week? Yes, it's every week. You every week, every day in my life. You this oh, this fucking martyr bullshit already starting over. What? How about how about why? Why is everybody a martyr dealing with Dan? You think it was you, Dan? No, we think it's I, you. I have oh, yeah. listen. I have uh, admitted my faults before. 
unlike some other Dude, this, people. This is Gantemo, and I and I love you, but this is what he does. He freaks out, and then he he pulls some bullshit, and then goes, "I admit my fault." And if he thinks if he says he admits it false, that absolves him of all his. It is, that's not that true. Kind of the I don't. But I, you know what? I I am not admitting to any fault today because I'm the one being attacked on all angles. <laughs> so uh, like, that's, that's you running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And he did admit to his faults, and then just said, "I'm not admitting to any faults." <laughs> <laughs> You're oh. like Trump lately, Saint Germain. <laughs> lately. <laughs> oh my god! All right. A lot of cooks here. A lot of cooks. Lot Tom, of cooks. we're gonna. You know what? Do we just want to do? Do you want to do the whole episode with Jay here? Jay, how long can you stay here? Um, what time? How long is the whole episode? An hour. Yeah, I can do that. All right. Well, uh, as we all know, as we all know, as the people who listen to this podcast know, I went on a meditative retreat last week. Ooh. And I want to get some things out there. Number one, <laughs> I went on a silent retreat, and I had a lot of time to think. Uh, and I want to say, first off, Aaron, I apologize because sometimes uh, I send too many emails about scheduling. And, uh, and I know that's annoying. You have a new wife, and you have other podcasts to deal with. So I apologize. Aaron? Can you talk in the microphone? Uh, apology accepted. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sean. Yes. I will. I will. I have thought about this a lot. There are times where I as well email too much and I don't give you the benefit of the doubt. And uh, I could be a little more patient with you. Like right before we started recording. Okay, Jay. <laughs> Jay, let me finish this. So, Sean, I will try to be more patient with you if you'd be more patient with me. But for my part of it, I apologize. Okay, I will. Try, I will try to be more patient as well. And Tom, you're welcome for everything. <laughs> I have given this a lot of thought. You're welcome for everything on this podcast, which brings us into a segment we have every week called "What's This Guy's Fucking Problem?" <laughs> and for me, it's going to be our producer Tom Lewis, who's in the Massachusetts right now. Again, again. No, no. We, we have a lot to talk about with you. All right. Well, Before he we has get... been. What's this guy? And listen, what, this is how annoyed I am. Jay's a great guest. We could get a whole show out of Jay, but I'm so annoyed at Tom right now that I'm going to sacrifice some of Jay just so I can call and Tom. I, and I appreciate that, man. You're welcome, uh, <laughs> Tom. Okay, for. <sighs> Okay, we're going to talk about, first off, uh, like last week, right, I listened to the podcast. I only did the interview and they did the podcast because I was, you know, doing this retreat thing. And, and of course, they of course they shat on me, right? Of course, mm -hmm. like, you know, Sean brought up, like, you know, like Dan talks about his credits and comedy all the time, even though Sean has called me up to do the same fucking shit. But I admit that I've done that more than Sean, so I'm still more. Wait, you have more credits than Sean. You also have more credits. <laughs> Jay just shat on you, Sean. Do you want to acknowledge that? Are you? I, oh my god! I wish you were still silent from the retreat. Are you fucking kidding me? I I've called you up to talk about my credits. Not credits, no, but comedy problems and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's not what was said. That's not what. Well, was said. you guys were talking about talking about the credits all the time, and Sean has talked about I his mean, credits and shit. I'm, I'm saying that it's. I'm. This is the problem with Sean. I'm saying that I have done You're more than your you. Fault. You're I'm admitting your my fault. fault. And Sean, again, you just say one little thing, and he turns into like an Irish fucking you know cattle settler. Oh, don't get your fucking cattle on my property it should be on your property you know like he, he can't fucking take it but again it's not about sean uh the thing yeah, that annoyed me most about the shitting on was that tom lewis had the fucking audacity to be like oh just two nice guys just two tom thinks he's not tom you need to know something just because you're a pussy doesn't mean you're a good person okay Jesus just because no no fuck this shit i'm gonna talk about this you blocked your own mother on facebook you blocked your own fucking mother okay you have never i have never heard you ever say i'm sorry or admit i was wrong about something you think you're a fucking saint when in actuality you're just somebody who's just as fucked up you just don't have the balls to come out and be the asshole that you are on the inside you get into fights with our fucking fans on and then here's another thing we bring tom on as a producer he becomes the third chair on the show and now 
Like, last week's episode, I'm gone one fucking week, and he makes his face the whole fucking graphic for the show. Tom, you are fucking, you are, you are out of line, you are fucking, you are going fucking 90 and a 30 right now, and this shit, it ends fucking on this episode, okay? Hey. I just gotta say, I'm man, so it, glad you went on that retreat. I mean, this retreat so really, bad. really helped him, it sounds like. No, you know what? I so at peace. You know, like I have, I am at peace, but you know, the Buddha tells you not to be a fucking pussy in a pushover, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Buddha, the Buddha says that. Yes, he says that. Somebody oh, tried wow. to like fuck with that tree he was under, and he beat him to death. Nobody knows that story. But they use those words. Yeah, one it- should not be a pussy or a pushover. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what is your deal? <laughs> What my de- which deal? Well, I I just don't understand. I don't understand because I I, I, uh, I, 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 this, the, 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 the I, I go on one week. Do you really think? Do you really think you're like a saint? Oh no, God no! I'm terrible. I'm a horrible person. No, see that's that another thing. Sarcastically. That's it. Sarcastically, it also like no, when you do that sarcastic. other thing, it's like no, no, I'm a piece of shit. I'm hard. Like if you go too extreme in the other direction, then it's a way of guiding the fact that you actually don't, <laughs> that you don't think you have any faults. You think he's hiding it? <laughs> of course. No, I, and Dan, I, Dan does this because he loves Tom. That's why. Sometimes, well, Tom. Do you? And I'm just. This is just as like you know a bipartisan. If that's a thing, you know, I'm just someone looking in from the outside. Do you wish that Dan wasn't on the show? It was just you and Sean? <laughs> yes, he does. I'll answer that. He does. He sounded like he was so like so zen last week. On like he just got off a meditative retreat? Yeah. See how quickly our numbers fucking tank, Tom, if I'm out of this thing. And it's just, it's just you and your fucking willows talking to Sean, talking about whatever fucking newt you found in the backyard, okay? See what happens. So now you're the thing keeping the, the podcast? No, it's you and me. I'm not shit. Again, it's like, I'm not, it's you and me. It's not, it's not you and Tom. It's you, me, and a little bit of Tom. A little bit of Tom. A very little bit of Tom. I, I, I think love, Jay. I, I love being the spice, the little bit of paprika in this. Uh, you don't think you're a little bit, so you think you're the whole fucking meal. Paprika? Pap- yeah, it's paprika. Well, I'm, and, and now Korean. I'm pissed. Do you see? Now Tom's going like, "Well, I don't know." He and it's said, like, did you just say, "Well, I'm Korean, Hungarian, I'm half Hungarian," and that's how they that's say it? Of, yeah, you, they you say can paprika? say paprika. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Our, our Hungarian listener, Hungarian, I can't even say Hungarian right. Can you please tell us if Tom's full of shit on that? Tom's pulling in the Hungarian, the whole Hungarian audience, so they're going to go with him. Tom can't even pull yeah. in his, his family and what? friends to listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> if this, if this podcast does nothing else, it corners the market on Hungarian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And I swear to God, he made his whole face the pick because every episode we have like a picture of the theme and then the picture of the guest. Tom just made his whole face the fucking picture. <laughs> really and we had Henry Phillips, too. Henry Phillips had a movie. He's had a bunch of Two different movies. shit. Yeah, Henry Phillips, like, make his face the big the big thing, and more people to would listen to it. Not do that. I didn't tell you to use your face as the big picture, Tom. I know it I didn't tell that. to the, the podcast, something that happened in the podcast. Hold on, can as, we get to the root of it? Yeah, but... Why did you do your whole face? Now I want to know. Oh, because because it's, it's from a story in the podcast. Well, every at the end of every episode, which we'll do on this, we do something called Tom's Haunting Realizations, where he talks about a really horrible story from his life and something he thought about this week <laughs> while we play Magnolia soundtrack in the background. It's a real upbeat <laughs> podcast. I love it. But like the whole thing is that, like, I mean, it's a picture from that time, but they talked about other stuff that they could have put as mm-hmm. the main picture. Yeah, I just yeah, think the, again, it's like Tom. Like originally, we had a logo where it was just me and Sean, and then Tom drew his face on it without <laughs> us asking. No, he did it. He did even worse. He drew his whole body peeking in from the side. Like, this is like a real like, like popping in. Yeah. If you take this podcast, I'm going to become your kid's new dad, Tom. That's what I've decided. <laughs> you can't take my baby without me taking yours. All right. What would be that That's would be what would, that would be awful. Imagine if you were that kid's dad. I that tell you kids. what, I tell you what, I'd, I, I would be a good baseball coach for that kid. I would get more wins col- in the wins column, Tom. Well, they're they're undefeated this season with me uh, involved, so I'm not sure you can get better than that there, Dan. I get, the reason that they're undefeated is because if they lose, they have to hang out with Tom. 
<laughs> hey, do you take him for ice cream after the W's? Uh, yes. Yeah. What's the limit only, for is kid? It, is it only the wins or is it every game? It uh, be if only they wins. lose, they got to do laps around the whole park. So. Oh, that's is tight. that true? No, it's well, not true. Oh, well, maybe they'd win more games. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when my wife puts my kid in timeout. She's like, he put himself in. I told him, and he walked right over. And I go, not with me. I sit him down. I go, you know why you're over here? Because you're bad behavior. And I squeeze his cheeks. And I'm like, stare at the wall. I don't want you to laugh. I don't want you to smile. And I'll come get you when I think you're ready. And then he bawls his eyes out. My wife goes, he's crying now. And I go, yeah, that's the way it should be. No one puts themselves in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could be in jail. It's like it's like him checking himself into rehab. <laughs> exactly. Or meditation weekends. Hey. Yes. What a second. Well, well, I, you know, well, let me tell you, I'm a I'm a very I'm a much easier person to deal with now. Are you? Has it changed you? You don't Absolutely. seem a bit different. You don't yeah. seem. <laughs> you not evidence by the beginning of this podcast. Tom, Tom, let me tell you something. I've been holding that in for a while. Okay, so that has helped me. The, the meditative re. Sometimes it, it helps you see what, like you know, what are the big concerns versus what are the small stuff. And and for me, this was a big concern. Yeah, the, well, my favorite part about Dan's uh, retreat, uh, Jay, is that he t- he took the retreat, and the minute he could use his phone, he posted pictures. From the silent retreat. You know, I, I no, I, it's, it was like I had to get directions to the national forest, national park I was going to. Mm-hmm. So I turned it on for two seconds. All these fucking texts came in, all of them like from Sean. I post one fucking picture, and then Sean and a bunch of my other piece of shit friends group text me, what a fucking pussy, you know, like, look at that, because I... Because I posted a picture of the fence and it said "Silent House" on it. <laughs> oh. I don't. I, I'm I'm on the fence with this one. <laughs> oh my god! Jay well, was how, what? How do you feel getting that stuff off your chest, Dan? I feel a lot better. Thank you. Yeah, Tom. How do you feel? I don't. I. I don't know about a retreat that says keep the toxicity in and save it up and yell at your phone. Oh, no one's going to have old Tom Lewis to kick around anymore. Oh, no. You guys can't make fun of me all the time. I'll write a seven-page email about it. That's what Tom does. When he gets annoyed, he writes like a declaration of independence to us. What do you do when you get upset with something? Do you just come out with it? Uh, It depends on who it is. Yeah. You? With me, he usually waits a couple weeks and then he'll tell me on the phone. Yeah, I mean, I, so I'm pretty, like, I'm much better with Sean. He'll get annoyed every time he talks to me, and then he'll then he'll. We've been, been through this a million podcast. times with fucking Sean, and I don't know why, but Sean, uh, uh, thank you, can't loses his shit just as much as I do, if not more. I would say more. Uh, and that that is I wouldn't okay. say that so sure. not true. Ask anybody who listens to the right, podcast. Right. Well, I, I I I mean, I'm talking about off off the phone. You know. Yeah. I mean, no one knew Jimmy Seville was a pedophile. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just saying, everyone has a fucking uh, everyone everyone has a secret side. You know. Dan, Dan paints me to be like this fucking monster, like off. I never said you're being a monster. I just compared you to a pedophile. You just what would you call that? You fucking idiot. Are you serious? You just call me a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, yeah, I want that I to be our uh, our podcast award submission. Just <laughs> Sean going, you just call me a fucking pedophile, and that's it. Just that soundbite. <laughs> but you were telling me you've broken up fights before. Who me? Yeah, I've, yeah. I mean, I've never been in a fight, but I've broken up. How a lot do you of break fights. them up? Um, well, I've been in brawls where I just rip people off. This is how bad. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the story that we talked about before, yeah. but. One time when I was working at a restaurant, this huge brawl broke out on the patio, and dudes were, like, haymaking, and it was, oh like, my God. USC kids against Venice locals, and I jumped in the middle, and I was just screaming, this has got to stop now! <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, nah, man. And <laughs> they kept going? Yeah, oh, yeah, they kept going, and then the police showed up, and I knew all these Venice guys, because it was in Venice, and they would always come hang out and there. And you're from California? I didn't think you no, were from here. from Mass. No. Yeah, you're from Massachusetts. But I've yeah, lived here since 2000. Right. So I, I, one dude who started the whole thing, I followed him out because I'm like, that dude's responsible. And I was pissed because I, I hate seeing violence like that, especially being that close to it. And the dude that I know who's like used to take pictures of Snoop Dogg and sell him weed, he stands in front of me. And I go around him and he steps in front of me again. He goes, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going right after him. 
because as soon as the cops get here, that's who I'm telling them did it. And he just pulled out like a wad of cash and he put a hundred in my hand. He goes, you didn't see anything. I'm like, no, I didn't. And, I walked right back outside. <laughs> and then as soon as the cops got there, I'm like, the guy was about five, eight bald. He had a red shirt on. <laughs> no, but what we were talking about when I was in college, I went away for a weekend to go see my girlfriend and uh, one of my roommates, one of my best friends got in a fight yeah. with another one of our friends because they were throwing snowballs and they threw and it smashed through our window and they it turned, got too much, too much, too hard of a snowball. Yeah, and it turned into a big fight. But it was like a misunderstanding, right? Yeah. So the next weekend, I'm back. You know, now I'm back, and it's a weekend. And everyone's drinking again, and the guys that he got in a fight with, one was on the basketball team, and they got these fruit baskets this next weekend, the following weekend. So they're throwing fruit, having a fruit fight with me and this girl, and they're across the way, right? Yeah, yeah. And so my boy, who got in the fight the weekend before, comes down. He sees this going on. He's like, what the fuck? And he steps outside, and it's the same dude. And I'm just kidding around with the other guy. Right, right. So now they get face-to-face. Everyone – And this is still over the snowballs. It's still – yeah. This feels like little rascals type fights. <laughs> I mean, this is like not adult fights at this all. This was not adult. <laughs> so they, they're like pushing and shoving. There's a crowd building, and I just grab an orange – from the the fruit basket, and while the fight's going on over here, I walk over to their apartment, and I just throw it through their window. And everyone just hears this giant smash, and they look over at me, and I go, are we good now? Is everyone good? Like, thinking this would even everything out. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I just thought this, is, is it not about the snowball? I lo- I've had that happen where, I, in grammar school... I separated a fight. I tried to say, I would go, and it's like a joke. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, and I guess I didn't realize how unliked I was. This was sixth grade because I tried to do that, and then they just both turned and started beating me up. Well, you, <laughs> you brought them together. Me up, and they hit me in the arm. I brought them together. That's what it's all about. That's how, I mean, I talked about this in the podcast once, but I, I cut a woman off once in traffic, and she pulled up alongside me and had her 13-year-old daughter hold the steering wheel so she could give me the double bird. And oh, I was did not yeah. talk about that. I have talked. I think I have, but she was giving me the double bird, and I was so impressed because – and I was depressed and impre- – I was impressed that, like – but I was depressed because I was like, I have never been that close to my mom in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. the, I can't – we can't agree on a movie, let alone perform a hate crime together, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was they unbelievable. It was crazy. <laughs> well, later that night, this is the best thing about that whole thing. So after that night, everyone dispersed. Everyone did their own thing. And my my buddy went to go see his girlfriend. And that dude had gone somewhere else. And they were walking across campus. No one else was around. And they fought. They like, fought when no one else was around? Did you ever see um, Jeremiah Johnson? No. Great movie. Robert Redford. Check it out. Anyway, they killed his wife and kids. He was a white guy, married an Indian chick. The Indians came through, killed all of his family. So then he went out to try to kill everyone in the tribe. And there's one scene where he's, like, sitting there fishing, and one dude's coming around the the lake on the horse, and they just – this Indian, and they just lock eyes, and they wait till they get right next to each other, and they fight to the death. Oh, my God. And it was, like, Holy the, shit. the baddest scene of all time. Like, you yeah. never, like, have that much patience to go fight someone to death. But when my buddy's walking across campus, usually you fight because there's people around, and they just saw each other, and no one no one broke it up. They just fought till it was over. You how know did, how wow. was it over? Uh, when my buddy's head got bashed, or he bashed that dude's head. I mean, they fist fought and bashed each other in the face, and, like, and you know. And somebody passed out. Somebody was like, that's enough, or, like, ran. I don't know. You know, you're never going to get the real story. But, like, so that's a, yeah, that's a legit fight. That's like if yeah. a tree falls in the woods. Does it actually make a sound? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find the correlation, but I don't know if I can. That was the deepest thing Sean's ever tried to say. <laughs> yeah, I remember the Dalai Lama saying that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. You never hear that. People always usually fight. People like, I remember, I've talked about this in the podcast, where one time I knew I was going to get held back from a fight, so I kept jumping forward to try to make it seem like I wanted to fight the guy. When I was at, uh, it was at Cabin Bar. And That's they, right. And they, I kept getting pulled back, and I kept just kept. I'm like, come on, let me at, like, let me at him, kind of thing. Where I just kept jumping at the guy because I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. This guy would, yeah. And they, they're not going to let us. fight. And what happened? And sure, sure enough, they didn't let us fight. I got kicked out, but they still didn't let us fight. Oh. Yeah. 
But everyone's like, man, fucking Sean's tough. Sean's dude. really tough. Yeah, he... <laughs> yeah Sean's a badass. <laughs> have you been in a ton of fights? I feel like you would have been. I've been in like a, I, usually it was always drunk fights and I was, uh, I've been in like a, a handful, a few of them. I've talked about them on the podcast. I was in a fight once cause some kid made fun of my shirt and I wouldn't, and he wouldn't tell me, I was like, Oh, just tell me what you said about my shirt. And I was so drunk that I just wouldn't let it go to the point, oh to goodness. the point where his, like his Asian girlfriend got in my face and was like, listen, dude, just let it go and go away. And remember, like, remember what, like what? Sean 15 minutes ago telling us about like, I never lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never lose my head. He got racial with it. Asian and he got girlfriend. Racial. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give details. Real, real Long Island shit going on. Yeah. And then uh, later on that night, I I walk out of the bar. Like we didn't fight at that moment. And then later on, I was so we were both really drunk, me and the guy. And then later on, I I walk out. And I just happen to realize that he was in front of me the whole time at walking out. And I just punched the guy in the face because I was loaded. This then, is like the uh, third time he's told outside. this story too, which is like the drunk guy, the total Irish thing in the world. You tell tell the fighting story four times. It's never. <laughs> I haven't heard one story about how you met Marielle, but I've heard this fighting story six times. <laughs> just, like never from you like just a good. Ask me if I've gotten into fights. No, no. I'm just. I'm. I mean, I'm wanting to bring up because our audience has heard it, so we have to acknowledge the fact that they've heard it. That's all. I met Marielle because we got into a fight at a bar. <laughs> 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 and before we go on, I just want to say, too, and this is another thing that, like, when I call, uh, I'll call Tom out and Sean won't say shit, he'll get really quiet. He used to defend Tom, but now he'll get really quiet, which which shows you that Tom, uh, Sean has his own shit, too. Mm-hmm. But right before we got on, Sean was telling me about an online fight that Tom and Sean just had. And, and oh, Sean Tom did, was talking shit to me on Facebook. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I Tom, Tom, Tom's issue, but it's not as bad. I wasn't freaking out as much as you were. Uh, See, there we go. Again. Basically, uh, <laughs> Tom just doesn't know how to break balls, and he was, but he was like, he was kidding. I told you he was kidding. <sighs> okay, yeah, all right. Hey, there we go. I can't wait until the emails come out between me and Sean and you realize, like, oh, Sean was shitting on just as many people. It's like the Hillary emails. Oh, yeah, it's going to be an explosion. For, yeah, who's going to delete those? Is that a thing that's going to happen? No, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, Sean. It was a fucking thin, thinly veiled attempt at a shitty joke. That's there. Congratulations. It fucking sucked. The joke fucking sucked. Congrats. I like being able to fight with people, to be honest with you. I like people you, you can verbally fight with and know that they're not really mad. Like, they're mad, but it's not going to end anything. You know what I mean? That's basically what this is. I know. I can see it. I have one friend yeah. where I can be like, shut the f-. There are times I get off the phone with my one buddy and my who wife will be it? like, Ryan Sickler, oh, who I do my podcast that. with. <laughs> exactly. And my wife will be like, who the f- who was that? I go, that's Ryan. She goes, you can't talk to him like that. I'm like, he's fine. And you guys will get in legit <laughs> fights. Legit, like, shut the fuck up. You're being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, stuff like Sean that. have that. Yeah. And it'll be like two seconds later, I'll call up and like, hey, what are we going to do about uh And I'm like, ah, we can just, you know, we're just like, whatever, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, fun. it's good. It's it, I think it's probably not good. I think it's probably psychologically unhealthy, but no, I would say it's better. It's got to be better. Well, at least we because know that, like, hey, you're, you're gonna get pissed. We're human beings, and we have we're very opinionated people. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, look at you. You're you're a really nice guy, very funny guy. Sean, a little racist, and <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. He's, you know, just a little different. Yeah, it's you know? just a little a different. Little different. <laughs> I'm not racist. Oh, come on, <laughs> you're a little racist. What, because I said Asian? You guys are fucking lame. Well, no. Like, like we're, actually, we're live streaming Sean's reaction. And he, did the, he did the eye thing while he said it. <laughs> so it was it was really yeah, weird. But, Jay, you're a pretty – you're a very friendly person. Mm-hmm. You were telling me one story before I came, which was insane that you did that. I yes. Because I always have, like – because actually one of the things on this meditative retreat, we had like Jesus this com- – oh, so, but this compassion thing, like <laughs> if you have too much compassion, will you then start inviting, you know, the poor into your home or the homeless? But you actually did that. I did do that. I was living – so for about 14 months in Venice, I lived in a condemned house. Basically, no running <laughs> – I had running water but no hot water, no shower, no kitchen. Uh, I had Where did you shower? I built an outdoor shower using the hose. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> you like a squatter? No, my buddy owned it. He was he was an architect, and he was going to tear it down and, like, put his, like, footprint on the world. And yeah, he, but he so you were a, staying there for free. Yeah, so I, 
he had to raise the money to build the, the house yeah. to rip this house down. It was going to get ripped down. Like he could never rent it. You couldn't do anything with it. He's like, you can live here if you want. He was in Michigan. So I ended up living there 14 months. And, Jesus uh, Christ. I would also shower at the well, gym. No, no heat. I had heater in one room in the front room. That was like my where I slept. And then I had a living room. <laughs> you would bring girls back to that place? I did. I had wow. three, uh, three or four girls back to that place like when you knew. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, hobo girls, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell them beforehand, like, hey, you're basically coming back to a haunted house, or are you just like, you're like, all right, if they come back, they're probably just going to be like, fuck it, I'll do it. One chick, I can't, I remember one chick was like a triplet, and I thought she she was only in L.A. for like six months, and she right. like after that one night, her car got hit outside my house too, and that was it. We never saw each other again. Um, <laughs> another girl. This I, is the same night, so she fucked you in a haunted house, and then her car got, got hit. Destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, then it was another girl I knew, and then another girl who was adopted. So you know, for her, it's like whatever. Someone who cares about me. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that, but you know, she did have different standards. Like she was, she looked at me like artistically. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like, like I was super. Arti- I was like shooting thirty-five millimeter. I was shooting a Holga at the time. I was writing on the walls like Jack Kerouac. What were you writing on the walls? Anything that inspired me. Like if I got inspired artistically, I just write on the wall. Like oh, I'm like I Counting Crows lyrics. I'm like oh yeah. <laughs> I so can't keep like, myself away from You weren't like quoting me. Alan Watts or Pema Chodron. You're just like like Long December. And <laughs> exactly. That's reason to believe. So I was living in that house, and mm. I was reading Kerouac. I was like, I was in it. You know, I was writing right. a ton. And I was at this farmer's market with my buddy Jesse, and we used to do shrooms a lot together and stuff. Right. And we're getting a coffee, and there's this homeless guy, and he goes, uh, Hey, would you guys get that coffee? And we're like, oh, right over here. And he's like, all right. And we're like, oh, let us grab you a cup. And he's like, nah, it's all right. I can pay for it. We're like, nah, come on, let us. And he's like, all right. And we got him a coffee. And we just started talking to him. He's like, you guys are nice. You know, like pe- talking to us like, about what people are and stuff. And I'm like, hey, listen, man, I live in this house over in, in Indiana. <laughs> I, that was on Indiana Avenue. I live in 702 Indiana. If you ever need a place to crash, you can come stay with me. He's like, you don't mean that. I'm like, nah, I mean it. You know, I'm thinking the story. I'm going to get right. a story out of this. Anyway, <laughs> that night I get home from work and I go and I used to have to like get water from outside to boil water, you know, because yeah. if I was going to have anything, I need to boil it in like a little thing. So I step outside to get water. That's your phone. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I was just hoping it was going to go away. Um, I step outside to get water and I see him asleep on my patio. And he just sits up and he's like, hey. I'm like, oh, hey, man. You know? <laughs> it's like 1130 at night. I'm like, uh, I'm like, he's like, oh, yeah, I decided to come by. I'm like, oh, I'm glad and you this did. this is how, that night. That night. Uh-huh. I'm like, why don't you come in? You know? I'm like, and so he came inside and he's like, yeah, I've been thinking about you all day. And I'm like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, you're a writer. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, somebody should write my life story. And Uh-oh. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he had like. He had like a vodka, like a flask of like what's that? A fifth? Yeah, fifth of vodka and a yeah. forty. And he's drinking those, and I just he starts telling me a story. He was like homeless at five, and then lived on his own in fifth grade. Was like living in like the stock room at this house, and then then he had sex with his sister, and then whoa, whoa, like whoa. all the how old was his sister? I don't know. I can't remember that, but they had sex. And Yikes. then he joined the army, and they I guess they used to target, like, orphans and stuff to be snipers, you know, right. because they weren't connected. They were disconnected. And so he became a sniper. <laughs> said he, How old was for what? For what Vietnam. Uh, war? For he was Vietnam. in Vietnam. Okay. He said he had 53 confirmed kills. Oh, my God. A lot of them close range. And at one point he's telling me how he's like, we were out in this field and I was leading all these boys and we, we were coming up over the bridge and, and they just jumped out. And I was like, get down, Charlie. And, and he just said he lost every guy. He lost his whole <laughs> oh my God. Like, and this, now this guy's just drinking the vodka. <laughs> and you're like, Dude. In your house. In, in your- my house. And he's. Every time he wanted to smoke a cigarette, I would be like, hey, man, it's cool. You can just smoke inside. He goes, I'm not going to disrespect your house like that. <laughs> and I was like, all right. <laughs> so we'd step outside. We'd have a cigarette. We'd be standing out there, and he'd be like, 
it's about to get tough, man. It's about to get tough. And I'm like, hey, I can handle it, man. Whatever you want to talk about, you know. It's like, all right. And that's when he was getting into shit and getting into shit. Now it's 4.30 in the morning and we're sitting there and, and he just stops and he goes, we're going to have to stop right now. And I go, why? What's going on? He goes, I want to fucking kill you. And I was like, oh, what Jesus the fuck? Christ. Because now I'm in a room with a guy who wants to kill me and he's killed what? over 50 people. <laughs> and I'm fucking just like. Why does he want to kill you? Because. Because the story we were talking about was like about his cousin or his uncle. And he said I started reminding him of him. And he just started getting, I don't know, he's on drugs and alcohol. Right. It doesn't have and, to be a reason. Yeah, and he's yeah. a murderer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ultimately. So he's just staring at me. And now I'm just looking around the room like, all right, how am I going to kill this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just literally, I was like, yeah. well, I'm going to grab that 40 because he's super slow. He's wasted. It took him like, you know, he doesn't have much energy because he's a homeless guy. And I was like, how am I going to kill this guy? He doesn't have any training regiment. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, 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 didn't, he actually became a professional CrossFitter after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, guys, D's. He actually like used to sleep at like uh, like lifeguard stall 26 down the beach. Anyway, oh my so God. I'm sitting there. I'm just like, all right, man, why don't we just call it a night? And he's like, all right. And I'm like, you can just sleep on the couch if you want. And he's like, okay. So he sleeps on the couch, and I go into the front room, and I like lay on the bed, and I sleep like one eye open. You know? Right, of course. So, seven thirty in the morning, I smell cigarette smoke, and now he's smoking in my house. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, I'm fucking pissed because one, he said he wanted to murder me, and two, he said he would never <laughs> smoke in my house, and now he's doing it. So for me, that's like another line he crossed. So I just go in, I sit down. I love the, the cigarette thing is way worse than the killing thing. <laughs> you son of a bitch! So I walk in there into the living room and I sit down in the chair and I'm just kind of like staring down. I don't really know what to say. And he goes, what the fuck's your problem? And I go, I don't know, man, you're smoking in my house. Last night I offered you five times to smoke in the house and you didn't. And now you're smoking in the house. And he, goes, <laughs> he goes, maybe he meant he wanted to kill you by secondhand smoke. <laughs> <laughs> just a long, the long kill. <laughs> it's 30 years later. You're dead. He goes, uh, Oh, well, my fucking bad. When I wake up in the morning, I have a cigarette. And I was like, all right, man. Like, I didn't know what to say, you know? <laughs> so we're sitting there, and he goes, uh, why don't we go get breakfast? And he took me out to breakfast, went to Cafe 50s. <laughs> you know what this guy had? What? He had steak and eggs, but he had eggs over easy and steak rare. Which, at that point, I immediately watched that, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy clearly ate people at one point. I don't know if it was in Vietnam, but at some point, he's eating a human being to survive. Do you know what I mean? The eggs were barely cooked, and the, the it was just weird. So we came to my house, and I'm like, all right, man, I got I to gotta go. And he's like, can I charge my phone here? And I'm like, yeah, man. So I plugged it in and, like, left it so it, like, outside the door, like an extension cord. And then I went to sleep, and I had to go to acting class that night. <laughs> so I go out back to turn the water on. You know, I got to turn the water on outside. Right, right. In your hobo fucking shower. Yeah, and I see him walking down the alley with another homeless wo a homeless woman, and he goes, yeah, he lives right there. He said I can crash whenever, whenever I need to. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's going up the alley to the street, and then he's going to make a right and then come down my street to get to my house. So I scramble to grab all my shit because my buddy's going to pick me up for acting class. And I run down and hide behind this liquor store, but I can see my yard, right? And I see him come down the street with this chick and walk up my front walkway to, like, the patio. And I'm like, motherfucker. And he'd already taken his cell phone. And I'm like, shit. So I'm, like, waiting behind. I'm calling my buddy. I'm like, listen, I can't be at my house. I'm at the liquor store. And then this guy is now coming down the street to go to the liquor store. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, bad choice and place to hide. Yeah. Yeah. I know where a homeless person won't be able to find me. <laughs> a it. liquor store. So I cruise up the alley on the opposite side of my street. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So across the street, the alley back there, and I wait back there, and then I just watch my house, which I'm like 150, maybe 150 yards away from the house. And he's walking up the front walkway. And he just stops in his tracks. And I'm, like, up on a fence looking over. And he turns around and looks right at me from 150 uh, yards. Oh, no. And I ducked. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, like, I was freaked out. I told my buddy in acting class, he brought me a samurai sword. 
He's like, you're going to have to address this. So I brought a samurai sword. <laughs> I went to acting class. I came home. He was on the on, sleeping with this chick on my patio. So they just fucked. Probably. Probably. <laughs> for, yeah, you, for can't, you can't fuck with a sniper's eyesight, dude. He probably saw you on the fence. Not only that, vibe, man. That guy, he's eating. He, he's connected, man. He's rooted in it. <laughs> he's connected to the worst elements of human nature. Like, if he, he can smell fear and anger. Exactly. That's it. Not love or compassion. <laughs> and the odd thing is, he had told me the weekend before I met him, he had gone on this meditative retreat. So he was just, <laughs> he was just dialed in, man. Yeah. So I get home. <laughs> from acting class and my two buddies like wait in the car it, like, was, it was jack cornfield sorry as a meditation <laughs> reference guest don't worry about it oh my god yeah, how highbrow is this fuck jesus christ <laughs> All right. um oh i got a meditative story i can tell you after this. Yeah. so then so i get home from acting class and my buddies wait in the car we're gonna go to a bar and he's like do you, you want us to go with you i'm like no nah, i got this i have to go i have to deal with this straight up i walk over i lean over the fence to the the patio and i go Woodman. His name was Woodman. I go, Woodman. <laughs> Woodman. I go, Woodman. And the woman goes, he's right here. They're like laying together. And I go, you got to get out of here, man. I go, it's nothing against you. I have no ill will towards you. But I'm like, you can't stay here. You can't be here. You got to go. And by the time I get home, you got to be gone. And I came home later. He was gone. Never saw him again. But the restaurant I worked at, my buddy was wor- like working there in the alley having a cup of coffee. And this homeless guy came by and... My buddy offered him a cup of coffee. He's like, oh, you want some coffee? And he goes, no, I'm all right. And uh, he goes, is Jay working here? Like, I don't know if I told him. And he goes, you know Jay? And he goes, yeah, good guy. Let me stay at his house one time. And he's like, no, he's not working. He's like, all right. And that was it. Never heard from him again. Wow. (laughs) Maybe he never existed. I thought I was like, and then we started the Crab Feast podcast together. <laughs> I got the pages still, like all, like it was like I took like fifteen pages. You of still notes. have the notes? Yeah, I should dig those up. I would love, yeah, you should come back on the show and read the stories too. Yeah, fuck yeah, I would love that. Um, I don't know where I, there's. You said somewhere. you had a meditation story. Well, I mean, I have a couple, but like at that time I was doing some meditation and yeah. I was like friends with this woman who lived in a camper and made puppets. She made Brazilian <laughs> lady. I was living a wacky life, dude. But she was like, uh, she got me into meditation. She gave me like a book on meditation. She's like, oh yeah, you should It meditate. always starts with somebody with a puppet. That's every, That's every, it. every journey to enlightenment starts with a puppet. Um, but you know, I did, uh, I just worked on Twin Peaks. You were on Twin Peaks? With what? David and David Lynch. Yes. Holy shit. You were acting in it or you were writing on it? I were acting in it. Oh my God. And uh, who did you, whoa. I can't say who I played because you know That's fucking amazing, but, dude. Yeah, he's like, he's, I went to the David Lynch Institute to do my like TM classes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah he's, I love his book, Catching the Big Fish. It's all about. I like, have it. I yeah, have. it's awesome. I got to I gotta so read it. So you met him. You worked with I him. I worked with him, yeah. He's but, a cool guy. Super cool guy. But we were. With the first day I showed up to set, that's so crazy. I get dude. there and I get to my trailer and stuff, and um, I go, "Hey, so uh, I was like all re- dressed and ready to go, and I was just chilling." And I grab like one of the the ads or whoever's like in charge of the location. I go, "So when are we heading to set?" And they go, "Well, David's meditating right now. He should be done in about a half hour." Like every day, they would like either do lunch or whatever when David was going to meditate. Yeah, you got to like, do you got to do it in the morning and the afternoon. What a legit dude. Oh, so wait, are you trying to be like certified or something? No, I'm just trying to like uh, you know, become but you didn't do, less did of a maniac. You did TM, Dan, or yeah, no? I did TM, yeah. Transcendental meditation. That's what but Lynch that's, does. That, that's not what this weekend was, right? No, last week it was like a Hindu heart meditation. See, I can't say this shit around Sean because I know like <laughs> you can't say it around anyone, yeah. first of all. <laughs> Who was there? Did you it go was by just, yourself? It was me and a bunch of women in their fifties. Did you go by yourself? Oh yeah, God. I went by myself and, and a bunch of women in their fifties, and then one guy who looked kind of like, kind of like a street punk. Did you talk to anybody? No, you can't you, talk the whole did, time. You did the PTA no. of of fucking meditations. <laughs> what older women? Yeah, fifty year old women just you did the PTA of silent retreats. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It was kind of like a basic, basic bitch meditative ceremony. But don't ever um, say basic bitch again. It was kind of like. <laughs> But uh, that's so fucking. Aw- I'm so jealous. That I had a heart to that. heart with him, dude. Really? Because you know, like I had this one scene where like we were done filming, and you I think was- it's gonna be good. 
I think well, it's gonna be fucking say, unbelievable. I can't wait. I, I, Do you I'm know a many huge people? Twin Peaks fan, dude. It, I had is seen it with, Netflix or where is it? Showtime, son. Oh, nice. Do you know he wrote the whole damn fucking thing himself as one really? script? He is wrote Mark it as, Frost a part of it too, or no? I don't know. He wrote it as one long script. One is they chopped it up, and then he chopped it up. Like so, they didn't even know how many episodes it was going to be. Wow, how many is it? Do you know? I don't know. I still, I don't know. I don't know anything. That's so. You crazy. just did it. Wow, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, but so, so I had this that's, one well, day. The thing is that he stepped away from it, and it kind of got shitty when he stepped away. So if he was part of the whole season, it means it's incredible. I just think it's. I don't know. Just from what I saw, and I don't know anything because the only right. pages you got were your day's work. You know what I mean? You don't know yeah. any backstory. You don't know anything. Tom McLaughlin in it. Yeah, I, all my oh! scenes were with him. All my scenes were with him. But they, Sean, what the fuck was that? They listed they listed the whole cast, didn't they? That was like a Twin Peaks scene. <laughs> Did you die? Yeah, it was just one weird emotional awe and then just a pause. <laughs> what? Did you just understand what Kyle McLaughlin is? That's what it felt like. Oh, Kyle McLaughlin. No, he thought you I said was, Sarah McLaughlin. And he was like, oh, that's my favorite. Did you artist. watch Twin Peaks, Sean? Of course. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so this one day I finish my scene, and they have more scenes to shoot, and I go up to him, and uh, I just go, I go, what do you think? He goes, ah, it was great, Jay, it was great. And I was like, awesome. And uh, we're just standing there, it's just me and him. And there was this, there's a statue in in one of the scenes that he had made for for the scene. And I go, it's a hell of a statue. And he goes, yeah, you just had it made for this one scene, huh? And he goes, yeah. I go, you know, I told my wife, I go, you want a bronze statue, you throw it in the budget, huh? And he goes, oh, you, well, you know, that's my dad. And I'm like, oh, it is? He's like, yeah. And and I go, what's it based off of? Like, he goes, oh, that's when he was working. My dad used to be, um, he used to work for the National Wildlife Federation or Foundation or whatever in Montana. And this is when he was on top of one of the mountains on Forest Fire Watch. That's, and it's based off a picture. And I go, I go oh, man, it takes a certain kind of guy to have that job, you know, all that solitude. And he goes, yeah, he goes, he used to hike down once a week, get his food and water and then hike back up. And wow, he'd just be up there by himself. And we're just both looking at it. And I look at him, I go kind of like Kerouac because Kerouac did that. He, he did that. Yeah. And, uh, he looked at me like puzzled and he goes, yeah. And I go, all right, man, I'll see you Wednesday. And I just, <laughs> I just bounced them. Like I'm going to leave on that. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you got David Lynch to ponder. Yeah. You Dude. got David Lynch to have a moment. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was dope, man. It was dope. That's so great. I didn't really know how to act. At one point, he goes, uh, all right, Jay, let's go get him. And I go, <laughs> and I just look at him like, I'm going to get him. I didn't even know. What to, I felt so stupid. I'm like, I'll, I'll get him. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. That's so fucking amazing. Yeah, I would cool. be able to die happy if I did that. Instead, I'll probably it'll probably be a road gig with me and Tom Lewis. Ooh. <laughs> got, a, got a red roof in with a fucking gun in my mouth, and then Tom admiring the foliage at the window, <laughs> not even hearing the gun go off. No, <laughs> like, oh, what was that? I think it's a maple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's interesting how the blood is coming out of his mouth and cascading down his chin. <laughs> uh, is it nice over there, Tom? Because it's autumn. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, the yeah, leaves are changing, and uh, it's beautiful. Oh, the Berkshires, man. You know, we uh, used to go beautiful. there as a kid to Tanglewood, and I, my mother ran a dance camp up there, and I have to, used to have to go. And You've lived like a hundred different lives, Jay. No. I mean, your mom ran a dance camp. <laughs> uh, she a ran a couple. <laughs> she ran a couple. But this one was at Tanglewood, and I was like five and had to live with like 12-year-olds because like there's nowhere to put me, and they used to like right. scare me and shit. What do they used to do? Like we lived in like cabins, and they would come up to the window and be like, ah! And I'm like, ah! You're five. It's horrible. Yeah, it was a night. But you know what? You acted like they're bus- like bullies, but I just realized they're all dancers. <laughs> so it's like the weirdest bullying ever. You know, they're like doing Fosse positions while they steal your lunch money. What's Fosse? It can be very yeah, like Bob Fosse. Like he's like a big dancer. Like it's you. Like a, yeah, I know. I'm very Bob. I'm very I cultured. Bob Fosse. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I know too. <laughs> I know things. Sean, you're at a disadvantage. You think I'm stupid, but I'm smart. I'm smart, Michael. 
What'd you say? I'm at a disadvantage. Why? Because I'm over here. Yeah, because you're over there, and I'm in the room with him. So, like, when I'm with him, <laughs> yeah. of course, I'm going to go after you. But if you were here, I'd probably go after Dan. No, just... Dan, Sean and, Sean and I are much better off than you are. If you <laughs> look at that, you... you see that motherfucker. <laughs> if we're in the, Dan gets, if we're all in the same room together, Dan gets beat up a lot on the podcast. I get beat up the most out of all three of us, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's not even close. It's almost pathological. It's almost like you you just you just set yourself. You know, up like that's that's what Chris Brown said about Rihanna. What you just said. <laughs> it's the same is it, thing. Is it Dan? Is, is it, you is know, it, yeah, yeah. It? Take the joke away by just saying "is it" because people <laughs> fucking laughed, Sean. I'm sorry to that. Yeah, you can. I, I hate that. That's the war. My biggest pet peeve when you get a when you do a joke mm-hmm. and then people laugh and then the guy whose joke it's on just goes, "Oh, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, motherfucker, really." People just laughed. So it would be one thing if it was, oh, really, and no one laughed, but people fucking laughed. Yeah, just build on it. Yes, and it. Yes, and it. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm fucking believable. Were you guys doing any mm-hmm ands at the meditation retreat? Because you couldn't talk? <laughs> you know, I, I, went, I know Sean hates this, but I did talk about it a lot of my other podcast, and uh, I don't want to repeat stories, but the thing that was – the th- it was just – it was kind of a bullshitty med- meditation, like – like, like she would do stuff like just take some serene walks. Uh, be careful of the rattlesnakes. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! I don't know how. Uh, how am I supposed to find inner tranquility? You're supposed to connect with those with those snakes. Those snakes, you I know, and guess. find yourself with nature. Uh, did you see any? Did you see any of them or no? No, I didn't. There was beautiful. I mean, it was a beautiful property. There were like hawks everywhere, and it was it was fucking gorgeous. But do you want to know my most meditative thing that's ever happened to me? Yes. Okay, I've told this. Um, by the way, about repeating stories. How many episodes have you done? Over one hundred seventy yeah. or something. Yeah, they're not remembering. The yeah, it's no. We get. I'll, I'll, we'll get like iTunes reviews, or I, I'm both. I'm both podcasts that have been on. We'll be like, yeah, they repeat stories, but oh. but you know, it's going to happen once in a while, right? Anyway, I told this one on Pete Holmes. But this is a different audience. When I was living in, we that, have a big, we have a lot bigger base uh, yeah, than Pete Holmes. Bigger outreach. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. When I was in that condemned house, I'd mm-hmm. smoked a little weed and just watched a Inside the Actor Studio with Tom Hanks from Castaway. Right. Okay. My mother would send me the VHS. Can't believe you had TV there. You didn't have hot water, but you had TV. I had a TV VCR combo. <laughs> so I pop it in. And I watch, and at the end, it's it's like this commercial for public television, and someone's just running through the woods. And it was like like techno jazz or acid jazz music. And I'm like, oh, man, I miss the East Coast. And I was a little baked. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, if you really miss the East Coast, just think about the East Coast. Just be the East Coast, you know? So I just closed my eyes and I started thinking. And then I went down a black tunnel into a black room with just a gold floating, looked like a kidney or a cashew. Not gold like... Like, look like metallic gold, but shiny. And I start crying, like, uncontrollably. And I'm in this, like, black. And it's not like I was seeing it. I was literally in it. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I've been stoned a thousand times. Never like this. Like this. It wasn't. Was it Jersey? Was it supposed to be Jersey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You went to the worst East Coast. Like, almost all of a sudden, you just close your eyes and you're in Secaucus. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally. I was in another dimension. Holy. And this was just weed. It's. I don't think this was weed, man. This was just like a another. I feel thing like this is just what's happened when you basically are homeless for two. Because like, like you talked about this guy being homeless, but I'm like, wait a minute, how much different was Jay than this guy? Not much, man. <laughs> Driving a Geo Metro convertible, ninety one. Roof didn't <laughs> just, work. Jay never killed fifty three people. Or yeah. Well, um, so then I was like, man, open your eyes because this is intense. And I opened my eyes, and I was just like. I had no air. Like I took a huge gasp for breath because I was crying so hard. And I was like, <gasps> and I just like started crying at this super high pitch, you know? And right. then I was like, close your eyes again. And I did. And I went right back to that black room with this gold floating orb. Oh, my God. And that lasted another like 30 seconds. And then I opened my eyes and it just like bounced out the room. Like, you know, when you look at the sun and it's so bright, you see the black dot. Yeah. yeah. It just bounced right out the window, that black golden cashew. And, and you're sure it wasn't like like you were saying, like you were looking at the sun. and No. It I sounds was, like a lucid dream. I mean, it was something. But wow. I, I, the woman who lived in the uh, camper, you know, who made the puppets, she said it was me seeing myself 
as a complete infant and who we are as infants is just mere energy. Right. Wow. Look at Dan all of a sudden. Now he doesn't give a fuck, Mr. Meditation. No, I didn't yeah, give right. a fuck. I was uh, looking, so you I said was, in college one time, he's fucking hooked up with three chicks. No, 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 no. I was thinking of like, yeah, how I was going to shit on you, but you like beat me to the punch. <laughs> See? Dave, that's, that's smart. That's the smart move. Well, you did say that, you, that you hooked up with four different chicks in one night. I did. But you said you would be ashamed to talk about it, so we don't have to talk about it. I'm not. I'm just not super proud of it. It was like a Halloween, and uh, everyone was wasted, and I hooked up with a bunch of different girls. Like that night, like one after another, or at the same time? No, at different times. Yeah, that would be. You're like, I'm not fucking. <laughs> I'm not Steph Curry for Christ's <laughs> sake. Who's actually super religious? Actually, yeah. That that stopped Ted Haggard. You know, and who's Ted Haggard? He's the guy who smoked meth and bought like a male prostitute. Uh, I don't know that guy. He's a great guy. Um, anyway, this is like the worst thing I've ever done is after the last girl we had that like I had hooked up with before. We were in my Jeep right. and we fooled around and she wanted to fool around again. And I was like spent. I'm like, it'd been a long night. And I'm like, I got to go home. And it was raining and she just wanted to fool around again. And I was like, I can't. And she's like, why? I'm like, the rain. And she was like, what about the rain? I'm like, well, my grandmother just died, and this reminds me of her. (laughs) And I am not proud of that by any means, but it was probably the worst thing I've ever done. (laughs) Horrible. Uh, Oh, my God. I don't know why I just made that sound. Uh, Because it is time for Tom's Haunting Realization. Yay! Dun-dun-dun-dun. It's it's, uh, the most popular segment of the podcast. (laughs) Is it? Yes, it is. Are there polls out there saying so? There, there's yes. a lot of letters. Handwritten to Sean from Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's another thing. I went on our Facebook fan page. There was one girl who sent a message about wanting to fuck me. Tom relays all our messages. He didn't relay this one. Mm. Which one? The girl I, who said I, she wanted to peg me. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, why well, didn't you relay that one? It it's for, only the doom and gloom ones. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it was. So, Tom, what do you got this week for haunting realization? Um, you, you've complained. Uh, Sean has complained about uh, his new neighbors uh, a lot in, in recent episodes. And uh, we have a new neighbor here, and, and I'll talk about him at, at some point. But I remember when I was a new neighbor here at, at our house, and um, we had just moved in. And um, uh, the previous owners had left one of those uh, push mowers, you know, not a, a tractor mower, but one that you kind of walk behind and, and push, a push, push mower. Push. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I have to explain this to Dan and Sean. They've never done any real honest work, so they have to understand when you push. There's <laughs> a different kind hey, of device. Tom, when's the last time you've had a job? <laughs> How many years? <laughs> Okay, cool. Just um, check in. Just check in. So, so Tom uh, listens to twenty podcasts a week. Yeah, that's good. It gets me, keeps me alive. And and I uh, I, I was mowing our lawn for the first time, and uh, we had just moved out here from the West Coast. I didn't know the local flora and fauna that well, and uh, I was I was mowing the lawn, and I mowed over a hornet's nest that was in the ground um and we don't have I, on the west coast i never saw hornets. we have yellow jackets but never like ground burrowing hornets and i mowed over this hornet's nest i didn't know i had mowed over it all i knew is that going up my pant legs was just like stinging barbs of fire oh jesus oh my and, god uh hornets had gone up both of my pant legs and I just like flung the mower off to the, I didn't know what was going on. So I was like running around and like screaming and I dropped down and I just take my pants off in the middle of our (laughs) yard and just run, just no pants on and running around. Uh, We've been in the house like three days, you know, um, is your now your boxers are off too? Is it? Are you like t- total daffy ducking it right now or no? I yeah, I think I just got everything off. So you're just and, just a shirt and you're just running around naked. Y- yes, <laughs> with hornets. 
God. And I run into the house, and I'm like, what the hell? I have these welts up and down my legs. And uh, the doorbell rings, and I just like, what the, what, what the hell is going on? So I just grab like a, a blanket and wrap it around my waist and open the door, and it's the police. <laughs> and they're like, ah, you're the guy we're looking for. <laughs> Because uh, there's a report of somebody running around without pants on, and you don't have any pants on. Oh, my God. So my neighbors, my brand-new neighbors, <laughs> I, we haven't even introduced ourselves yet. I don't know. He's like some hippie, like meditative guy. He's running around I'm with his Running pants. and screaming with no pants on oh through God. the yard. And uh, so sometimes great. you're a new neighbor, too. And Oh, my that's, God. That's hilarious. Tom, I love you. I'm sorry that I shat on you this podcast, but that that story once again, you really delivered at the end. Thank, thank you guys. You guys are you guys are awesome. We had, I, I miss I miss us being together in New right, York. That, that that's enough. Fun. That's enough. Uh, let's let's do a promotion for next week. I'm going to be at Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin, Thursday night, eight o'clock show. Two shows Friday. Two shows Saturday. Uh, please check it out. I'm also on the uh, Not Safe podcast. Uh, and uh, I'll be on the uh, Ringer podcast, Bill Simmons' professional wrestling mass man podcast, David Shoemaker on Wednesday. I'll be, uh, you can look at Showing Time on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, uh, yeah, just, I have all my dates there. I'll, I'll uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm going on tour shortly with Ryan Sickler, Crabfeast Tour. We're coming to about 11 cities, so you can go on our website, crabfeast.com, awesome. and check that out. And I have a new album that comes out October 14th. Uh, nice. so it's available for pre-sale right now called Human Math. Uh, give that a listen if you're so inclined. Awesome. Nice. Thanks so much, guys. And Tom? Thanks for doing Tom? Yeah, I'm at TomDog on Twitter, and I'll say everything else in our post-show wrap-up. Thank you. I'm sure right. you'll have a lot of things to say in that post-show <laughs> wrap-up. <laughs> he so can much. go fuck himself. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have And Aaron, do you have anything? Aaron, uh, Aaron's been actually crying in a wedding dress the whole time, but we'll go into that the next, <laughs> next, next week's episode. All right, thanks, All right, guys. Bye, thanks guys. so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Again, as we said at the beginning of the show, if you can help out our friend Kemda, our guest from episode 36, please go to youcaring.com. That's Y-O-U-C-A-R-I-N-G.com. Type in Chemda, C-H-E-M-D-A, and make a donation. Our guest, Jay Larson, our guest from this episode. Yes, co-host of the Crab Feast podcast. Uh, he is touring the country with Crab Feast, as we said earlier. Go see them do a live version of their show. Go to thecrabfeast.com and check out those dates. Jay himself will have a new album out called Human Math on October 14th. So buy that, download it, make it shoot up the iTunes comedy charts. Um, Jay will also be taping his new one-hour special on November 29th in Los Angeles at the El Rey Theater. So go to the El Rey Theater website to get tickets. Go to jlarsoncomedy.com and sign up for his newsletter and that's how you'll be able to get free tickets jlarsoncomedy.com for free tickets to his one hour taping at the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles Dan St. Germain let's talk about our guys Dan St. Germain is performing this weekend at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak Michigan. So that's the 13th of October through the 15th of October. Then he'll be back in Los Angeles doing shows at the Virgil, the Super Serious Show, Bigfoot Lodge, and the Garage, the Westside Comedy Theater, and so on. Go to danstgermain.net and check out his dates and shows. Say hi to him at the shows. Makes him feel good. Sean Donnelly is performing in and around New York City. He has a super special show coming up at the Fat Black Pussycat on October 19th at 8 p.m. That's on 3rd Street, West 3rd Street, New York. Uh, that's going to be a, a extended set from him there. 
you should probably make a reservation if you're in the New York area to go to that show. Again, that's at the Fat Black Pussycat on October 19th, 19th in New York City. Follow Sean on Twitter for up-to-date information on where he's appearing. And he's at Shawnee Time, S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E. I'm Tom Dog. That's me. Is me. That's what I am on Twitter. Tom Dog. Please, a follow. God help us. Follow me there, Thomas Attila Lewis. We're going to be back next week with a mailbag episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please, please come back next week. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Thanks again for, for telling people about the podcast. We'll be back. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com.